Again, body and or spirit, let's remain standing for the reading of God's Word. Our brother Dan Iverson, as you heard, will be opening that word with us. Uh, for many years, Dan was the country director in Japan. Uh, I have crossed paths with him a couple of times through the years, Covenant Seminary and, and in Japan. I know him to be uh, a brother who loves the Lord, uh, who is compelled by the good news of, of the gospel and, and has labored faithfully. Uh, Dan uh, also uh, has a fairly large family. We, we share that. I think they've got us beat by one. They have nine kids uh, and have hosted many, including uh, our own Joel Neely, stayed with them for a number of months uh, several years ago. So uh, there are some connections there. Dan, of course, knows Cooney well uh, as well. And um, uh, so there is, are some, several places of connection. We're delighted to have him with us this morning. The scripture reading, uh, and I appreciate uh, Dan seeking to fit into our series a little bit. Here is another person who has an encounter with Jesus, flocking with Jesus. His name is Zacchaeus. He entered Jericho and was passing through, he being Jesus. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about, Jesus was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. Uh, he has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today, Salvation has come to this house since he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The word of the Lord. Father, thank you for this word. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would work through it, this word that you have inspired, that you would uh, open our hearts. We pray that you would be with the one that you have called to open it for us this morning. Give him uh, felicity of speech, clarity of mind. Uh, we pray that you would give him that unction, that power that comes only from you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Preach word, brother. Thank you. Ohio gozaimasu. Good morning to you. It's good to be here. Do you know the story of Commander Mitsosh? Chida, who attacked Pearl Harbor on the morning of December 7th, 1941. He woke up on his aircraft carrier, praying to his eight million Japanese gods that the ships would be in the harbor and that he could kill many, many Americans that morning. Most, a lot of the ships were in the harbor, killed over 2,000 Americans that morning successful raid as he led the 300 Japanese planes on that attack. Could, could God ever save 
a man like that, full of hate and eager to kill. Uh, our text today from Luke 19, we might say verse 10 is the mission statement of Jesus. What do you think about that? For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Or another man that same day, Jake DeShazar, who when he heard the news of Pearl Harbor and all those Americans killed by the surprise attack, he took his coffee cup and he threw it against the wall and broke it and just angry and, oh, I want to kill Japanese people, volunteered for a, a, a secret mission, didn't know what it was, turned out to be the Doolittle Raid where we took... Uh, Army Air Corps, predecessor of the Air Force, bombers too big to fly off aircraft carriers, stripped them down, just gave enough fuel to them to take off, get close to Japan. Just a few months later, they took off from aircraft carriers, attacked Japan, and landed in China to be rescued by the underground. Jake DeShazar was part of that, killing many Japanese people. Could a man, with all that hate, would he be part of what Jesus says? For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Well, Jake was in a prison camp in Nanking, China, hated his captors. You've read stories maybe about how awful those prison camps were. And as he um, was in that prison camp and just full of hate, it's amazing they let him have a Bible. And he began to read the Bible. And the Son of Man came to seek and to save this lost one. No evangelist, just the Bible and the Holy Spirit in a cell in Nanking, China. And Jake DeShazar believed, especially as he read the story of the cross and Jesus you know, praying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And he moved by the message of the gospel and, and converted in his cell in Nanking, China. And he comes to pray, Lord, change me. And he began to seek to love his captors. I'm sure he didn't do it perfectly. He's a sinner, but he's the Holy Spirit. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. And a new creation to be put on mission to do the mission statement of Jesus. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, sought Jake DeShazar there in that cell in Nanking, China, and then as he's praying there, he just realizes the Holy Spirit works in his heart. I need to tell this message of this gospel. And he prays to God, commits to the Lord, Lord, if I ever get out of here, and a lot didn't, right? And this is the beginning of the war. If I ever get out of here, I want to go tell this gospel to, anybody want to guess which country? Japan. <laughs> How counterintuitive is that? And yet, this is, this is what we want to think about today at the beginning of your missions conference. Jesus, who came to seek and save the lost, that's us. And to think about that, and doesn't his mission statement need to become ours? We want to remember what he has done for us. We want to think about Jesus coming to save lost people. Jake did. He, he lived through that prison camp. He went to Japan as a missionary, and guess who knocked on his door one day? Commander Fujita, that had led the attack on Pearl Harbor. All this is in a book called uh, Wounded Tiger. Tell more about it, show pictures of it in the middle hour. But uh, amazing story, and that 
Commander Fuchida also had read Jake's story and other things that God worked in his heart and even used a young girl in her 20s, an American girl, to be a part of reaching Commander Fuchida. Isn't that amazing? What a story of God. This is what Jesus does. He came to seek and save the lost, that's us, and puts us on mission with him for a lost world, like he did Jake, and like he did Commander Fuchita, who became a pastor. And uh, a picture, I have a picture I'll show of the two of them in fellowship together as Christians, pastors in Japan, serving Christ. Isn't that great? Jesus on mission to save people like that. And like Zacchaeus, we see in this story, Jesus coming to seek and to save Zacchaeus. His name, Jesus, his name means what? What did the angel tell to, uh, to Joseph? You shall name him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You know, his name means uh, to save. We see here the Zacchaeus, he's so lost. You have an outline in your bulletin. We won't be able to get to all those points, but uh, maybe some of them you could read and look up some of the verses on your own. But we see lost people. Zacchaeus is so lost. Here's a grown man climbing, kind of expressing his desperateness. He, he's a desperate man. He, he's certainly not happy. He should. We would think he should be. He's very rich, verse 2 says. There's do riches make us happy? Are they fulfilling to us? You know, we look, we're in the richest country in the world. How's America doing? I saw your article you sent to everyone this week. We're the richest country in the world. Look at America and the sadness and the, 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 just the searching that people are doing as we continue to, you know, the so many physical and other blessings, but look at the lostness of America. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And Zacchaeus is so lost. His rich, being rich doesn't make him happy at, at all. My country, Japan, the, you may know historically high suicide rate. Do you think the suicide rate after World War II when Japan was so poor, desperately poor, bombed out, or now when Japan so rich, so amazing country, perfect, so, you know, so, yeah. infant mortality rate, uh, you know, homelessness, all, some 100% literacy. We look at all these things in Japan, it looks like it's got it together so well. So now would you, you would think that the, the suicide rate would be way less, right? Because those are the things that make people happy, and right? No, guess what? It's more now. Why? You know, these things do not, they're not true abundance. Jesus, John 10, 10, I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. We see Zacchaeus is powerful, yet he's missing something. He's climbing a tree as a grown man, seeking Jesus. And we see he's, a, he's the chief tax collector. This must have made, you know, he's powerful. He's finding his in position that he can, you know, have an identity or something. It's one of my struggles. I identify with that. I was a Marine infantry officer, recon Marine, if you know what that is. I was a Christian, but wow, I just saw how much in my heart to find my identity in my work and in, in, in performing. And that just so much in me. And I saw it as a missionary too, going to Japan and, and just seeing in my own heart that first four years, no fruit, nothing. It was so hard and slow and difficult. And just finding my identity 
in ministry success, and there was none coveting that, wanting that, just uh, seeing how much of that was in me. Then God began to give, to give fruit. That sixth year, 13 people were baptized in our church. Church began to grow, 30, 50, 100. And then I saw the same thing, the flip side of that, just pride and, you know, finding identity in these things. You all know what I'm talking about. There are all these things we can, like Zacchaeus, it's not wealth, it's not position. None of these will satisfy. Yet, he's looking to find Jesus. He's searching for something. There's a God-shaped vacuum in all of our hearts. Whatever that idle tendency is, money, security, comfort, power, position, looks, none of them will satisfy only Jesus. Zacchaeus is looking for something here. There's a great sad story of 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Uh, Kokichi was the was the uh, Japanese marathon runner uh, expected by his country to, there at Tokyo to be the best, to come in first. And, you know, you think first would be great. He came, he came in third at the Tokyo Olympics. Third! Third in the world! Right? What if you're the third richest, third best looking, third most powerful, third whatever your tendency toward idolatry is? Third, surely that would be enough, right? So sad. Oh, I wish someone could have told this man about Jesus who loves sinners and who, who came that we might have life and might have it abundantly. So sad. After the Olympics a bit, he took his own life being third. Isn't that a picture to us that it's never? These other things are never enough, are they? Maybe, you know, Tim Keller's book, uh, Counterfeit Gods, great, great book. Uh, really suggested he he show, he shows how maybe even the further you go down those road tendencies of whether it's wealth or comfort or security or whatever, are you more satisfied? No, you may be less because you see they're empty and they just don't work. How easily these things become idols. But Jesus seeks and saves lost people like us here today. And Zacchaeus in this story, we see verses 5 through 7. Jesus seeking and loving and saving this lost, empty Zacchaeus. When Jesus came to the place, he looked, verse 5, he came to the place. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Jesus seeks the lost. He's seeking selfish sinful Zacchaeus that all those self-righteous people around, around him who hate and they're murmuring against him. He's got to climb a tree to get to see Jesus. Are we moved that Jesus came to seek and to save us? Do we get used to the idea of Jesus rescuing us and saving us? Do we take it for granted? I do. I'm just singing today. I hadn't noticed in the, in the, the hymn before I suggested that hymn because it talks about all the tongues and tribes of the world worshiping growing up in a covenant home had missed that until seminary this missions theme in so many of our, our uh, hymns but also notice in verse 4 sinners whose love can ne'er forget the wormwood and the gall I forget do you I begin to take it for granted that Jesus came and saved me do, do you know the story of uh Jessica Buchanan rescued by 
Uh, he, was, he was taken prisoner by Somalia land pirates, moved every two days, always surrounded by these bad guys who were drugged up and abused her, demanding a $40 million ransom. No hope, no hope. She had lost all hope, 92 days. And she's there in the middle of the night, pitch black, dark, and suddenly gunfire erupts in the camp, and she thinks, oh no, it's another one of the groups trying to get the $40 million ransom. And she pins herself down on, the, on her camping mat, the only possession she has to her name. That's all she had. And, and she's, no, no, I can't do this. The gunfire stops. And she feels a man's hands on her back, and she's fighting, thinking, I can't do this. I can't go through this again. And suddenly she hears perfect American English, uh, Jessica Buchanan, we're taking you home in the middle of the Somalia desert. <laughs> Can you imagine? And she looks up and here's a guy from SEAL Team 6, you know, elite uh, uh, American forces, and he throws her on his back and takes her through uh, the desert to the helicopter. These guys had flown in from America, parachuted in, hiked miles through, risked their lives to save her. And she, as she tells her story, you can watch it on 60 Minutes. Uh, there, if, you, if you Google this, it was 10 years ago. Her, just amazing. You know, she took her a while before she could tell her story. The, the traumatic, how such a traumatic story. But she's so moved telling it about her rescue. And these guys who risked their lives for her, they put their body, when they thought there was danger, put their bodies over her. They put, made a little perimeter. They waited till the helicopter, her helicopter was gone before they left for safety, you know? But our rescue story is better. Isn't that a, that's a great story. It's a true story. But our rescue story is better. Amen? That Jesus came from heaven, the eternal Son of God. He came for us. And yet, it becomes dim. How thankful do you think Jessica Buchanan was the next day there at the, uh, air, the uh, military hospital in Germany where they were taking care of her while she waited for her husband to come to meet her after the, her ordeal of 92 days. How, how many times do you think she thought about her rescue that day? So one guy told me, one time, all day, every second, right? Her pain was still the same, but don't, isn't it easy though? And I, I often thought, I wonder if she had any fights with her husband that day. I bet they had no fights that day, you know? But I bet a year later, two years later, they were having fights, arguments again. You think, right? Married people here, you know, right? And, uh, but they, you know, this, but to, she loves to tell the story of these guys who res rescued her. How much more us, when we think of what Jesus has done for us, coming to seek and save lost people like us. That's why we gather for worship and hear the word and sing these hymns that we would Remember it because we forget so easily, don't we? It fades. Uh, Psalm 78, 11, they forgot what he had done, the wonders he had shown them. Verse 42 of Psalm 78, they did not remember his power and how he rescued them from their enemies. Again, I believe this is important at the beginning of our missions conference to think about this. Before we go on mission, uh, you know, they need to be concurrent that we're thinking, what has Jesus done for me? And that like Jake DeShazar, uh, like Commander Fachita, that we would be moved by what Jesus has done for us. Say, yes, I want to go on mission with him. Another thing we see here that's great 
is that Jesus calls Zacchaeus by name, verse 5. Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today. They still sing that in America? Okay. We don't have that song in Japanese yet. But uh, this makes me, you know, think John 10, verse 3. He calls his own sheep by name. And he leads them out. Particular atonement is not some cold reformed doctrine. This is a precious doctrine that he calls us. But if you know Christ because you're smarter or, you know, or better moral person or whatever, you know, it's because he called you by name from before the foundation of the world. What a precious thing this is that he called Zacchaeus by name. He calls, he zeroes in on Zacchaeus and calls him by name. Is that precious to you today? This is, this is connected, yes, and, and, and because of how precious this is, we say, Jesus, what do you want me to do to be a part of your mission? Back to that story of Jessica Buchanan. I was a recon Marine. I love that story. My wife said, don't tell that story. You know, it's a great story, though. Isn't it? Such so many good illustrations. One of the things she uh, told, if you look at that 60-minute thing, she says uh, that they rescued her, that all the, they waited until her helicopter was gone. All those things were amazing. You know, she said, they called me by name. These guys, they called me by my name. Well, we have a better story. You know, and then she found out later, the president knew her name and gave the order to go rescue her. You know, we have a better story. The eternal God of the universe has called us by name if we know Christ. Friends, is that not Incredible. And how can we not say, yes, okay, Lord, what's my response to this? And we see also not only he calls us, he seeks us, he, he, he calls us by name, he takes our shame, we see in verse 7. Verse 7 really shows the love of Jesus. Maybe why Zach changed, Zacchaeus changed so much in verse 8, because I didn't see this for years. It was actually a Japanese pastor friend of mine heard him preaching on this passage, and he showed, you know, the... Zacchaeus, his change, you go back to verse 8, he sees all the people criticizing Jesus, right? They're murmuring. Look at when he saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. And Jesus, though, he, he takes that shame and goes to the house of this, this person that everybody hates. Jesus identifies with sinful Zacchaeus. He takes the shame of the people deserved by Zacchaeus, but not by him. And Zacchaeus, watching this, is evidently so moved as we see his response in verse 8. How much, again, how much more us, we know the story way more than Zacchaeus, of Jesus taking our shame and our guilt on the cross, right? Second Corinthians 5, 21, he who knew no sin became sin for us. How could that not Move me. How could, I, how could I get used to this, that the eternal Son of God did? But I do have a pastor friend who, uh, he's with the Lord now, but he would say, how can I preach the cross of Christ and not weep? How can, how can I do that? But don't we? We get used to that. One of my biggest sins, I think, getting used to the gospel. I'm a covenant child. My father's a PCA pastor. My grandfather was a PCA pastor. My grandfather, I'm named after, wrote a hymn in our Trinity hymnal, and just hearing the gospel. Don't look it up now. You say later. But, but I was so, uh, I think it's just easy for us, maybe our covenant children, those of you who grew up in there, to get used to the gospel, you think? 
and to, get, and to not just be moved by us, why we need to, to worship, family worship, personal worship, and to be on mission helps us to remember the gospel as we tell the gospel to others. There has to be a response to this love. If we're made new, like we see Zacchaeus, he has to change. Point three there in the outline, he's made new in Jesus. He's new. At his repentance, we see a, a fruit of that. Verse 8, the grace that Jesus has shown to him, there's a response. He, he goes to the people that he's, you know, he, he commits. To, he's going he's gonna to be generous, and that's one of the responses that comes, uh, that, we, that we're generous. We see he's, he receives Jesus with joy in verse 6. What a great fruit of conversion, joy. Don't have time. Wish we could talk about it more. I think about the confession, shorter catechism. What is the chief end of man? To glorify God and what? Enjoy him forever. Sometimes I even wonder. Don't tell my presbytery this. I see to glorify God and enjoy him forever. But if we pick two things to talk about God, to say to glorify God. Okay, I see that. Every, to enjoy him. Is that really one of the two we're going to pick to put in there? And I started the last couple of years, I've been circling in my Bible, joy, gladness everywhere. And in Japanese sometimes, the kanji characters are for joy or gladness are little dance. Isn't that cool? Like exult, you know, exult, you got to move a little bit, you know, when you sing. Yes, this really is one of the fruits of of Jesus coming. You see in Psalms too, so many times when it's talking about joy, and uh, gladness, is, it's also talking about adversity and struggle. I think, uh, you know, as I pray this for myself, I think the hardest year my wife and I have ever gone through in something in our, in our life. And I, I think my a friend of mine in Japan, dear friend in Japan, actually the pastor that I learned that point about uh, Zacchaeus from, his son took his own life about six months ago. And the sadness of depression. And I pray, can it, and as I pray to God that my dear friend and his wife, and that even in the midst of such sadness, can there be joy? And we see that this is indeed the fruit, the second fruit of the Spirit, right? The, the joy that God brings joy to the life, to the home of this miserable man. We see generosity is his response in verse 8. Wow, to be generous, to be a part of taking the gospel to the ends of the earth by giving our money. I think of a a gal in uh, our home uh, would come Tuesday nights, Kimiko, and uh, one night we were reading. We were missionaries supported by a whole bunch of people in churches, and we're reading, I was reading through so that my kids would be thankful. They just weren't thankful enough for all of our supporters, you know. And, and I read through uh, the names of all of our supporters who, and some of them, even to this day, that was, this was a long time ago, but today, 36 years, never missed a month, you know, that we wouldn't be in Japan starting our, and Kimiko after she, the kids weren't moved very much by that. Can we finish yet, Dad, you know? And, uh, and uh, Kimiko, Donsa, uh, can I see that? You mean if all these people had not given, you and Carol and the kids couldn't have come to Japan and moved our city and started our church and baptized me? And I said, yeah, what do you think? There's some big bank that supports all this. You know, I didn't say that to her, but, you know, you know, yeah. And she was so moved by that. 
that, yeah, that's part. We're partners in this as we, as we give as well as as we pray. And to be on mission with Jesus, the, his mission statement, it must become our mission statement. He's our Lord. Uh, we want to hope this week that, as you, that you participate in things with the missions conference. This is what happens to us. The woman at the well, when as Jesus reaches her, what does she do? She, she has to bring people from her village. Come see the man that, that told me about my life. You know, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Being new in Christ, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. New things have come. When I really came to Christ for myself, began to grow in college my second year, as I memorized that verse, I'm a new person in Christ. You know, I thought about it only about sanctification. I wanted to be sexually pure, praying, Lord, help me to read your word every day. Help me to obey you more and more. But, you know, over the years I've come to see that it really, the context, right? Let scripture interpret scripture. What's the context around it of being new? New in Christ, verse 18, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, a new creature, the oldest passed away. Verse 18, all this from, is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Yes or no? And the next verse is the same thing. We've been reconciled, and what do we do? We're new to go be a part of reconciling the world to, to Christ by telling this good news, by showing the, the joy of the Lord out there in the world, and to be a part using all the different gifts in this room so many, you know, not, every, not all of us are supposed to go be missionaries in Japan or some unreached people group, but God calls us all to be a part of the mission of the church, right? Reaching, yeah, the world has come to your city. Do you know that? I think how many foreigners from other countries I've met in your city my last three days being here. That's any, how many military folks are here that were in the middle? I was a Marine. How, any other Army, Navy, Air Force folks? A few, okay. How many do you think it took to pull out? Was it only those 15... SEAL Team 6 guys that it took to pull off that operation. I, I bet it was, that, I mean, the, the, the airplane drivers, the mechanics for the airplane, the helicopter pilots to pick them up, the, 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 the nerds, sorry, that were doing the satellites to find, uh, to find where she was, right? You know, really. The, and it's the same with our mission, the body of Christ, all the different gifts of our giving and are going and, you know, the, around the world. We need all the gifts, all the gifts we need here for the church. Wow, we need them a hundred times more out in the unreached people groups of the world. God calls us to come be a part of his mission. I told you at the beginning that uh, Commander Fuchita, part of his story was a young American girl in her 20s. How could she be a part of reaching Commander of Cheetahs, because she was a missionary kid in Japan. And in 1939, when the drums were beating, the war drums were beating, her parents had to flee Japan, American missionary kid, American missionary, went to the Philippines, and she went to, like, our nine kids came to college in America. She went to America from the Philippines. Japan invaded the Philippines. The Japanese soldiers searching in the mountains for her parents. They killed, they found her parents and killed her parents in, in the Philippines. And Peggy's in America. She gets this news. She's in New York State. She sees 
the need for people who speak Japanese to be interpreters for the Japanese prisoners of war who are in hospitals out on the, in the western part of the United States. Guess who volunteers to go be an interpreter for Japanese soldiers? Peggy. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things are passed away. New things have come to pass. Peggy takes a train all the way out <laughs> to the western part of the United States and the and guess who one of the soldiers was that she cared for? <clears throat> it was Commander Fuchida's mechanic of his airplane. <laughs> and they kept asking, why do you speak Japanese, you know? And she would bring Japanese food to them. And just you read the story, the book Wounded Tiger, I have it over there. It's an incredible story. And, she, uh, and, and then finally one day, she said, she, they, they said, why are you doing this? said, well, Japanese soldiers killed my parents. And then they didn't know even more why she was doing this. Gospel's counterintuitive, isn't it? After the war, he's repatriated. He finds his commander, Fuchida, and he tells him this story. And in God's providence, command, part of Commander Fuchida and part of his journey till he knocked on the door that day of Jake DeShazor. Friends, if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Praise the Lord. He's called us by name. He seeks us. And then he calls us to go and be on mission with him. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your call to us in the gospel to know you, that you have come, Jesus. You who knew no sin became sin for us. You called us by name if we know you. Anyone here today that hasn't yet said, uh, Jesus I do now receive you more than all in you I find. May today be the day. Maybe a covenant child today says, yes, I do. Take you, Jesus, to be my Savior, my Lord. Lord, uh, we do pray that today would be a day, and this week would be a week where we say, in light of your seeking us, Lord, show us how we are to be a part of taking this gospel more to our city of Grand Rapids and to the world. Help us, Holy Spirit. We're weak. We forget your gospel. We're, we're just so easy just to be comfortable and to care about ourselves. Even use this worship, the next song, uh, this whole mission week to stir our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.